Welcome to the game. This is game. They should have never gave you platforms. Gotta take my water now, you know. Episode 25. What's good? This is the gap. What's good with y'all out there? How y'all living? I'm living good, you know, past Juneteenth. Got to see a lot of my black people that I love seeing. Ooh! And they made it a federal holiday. I don't give a fuck, motherfucker. Give us our reparations. I don't care about that fuck shit. We're gonna celebrate with or without you. You feel me? Mm. Hey, like the tubers say, like, share, comment, subscribe, and push that notification bell. And for my potters out there, type in The Gab on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast shit, SoundCloud, whatever. Just type in The Gab, your boy pop up, subscribe, hit your boy review, you know what to do. Mm. There's one more thing. Oh yeah, now I gotta throw my social medias out there. Just type in Kamal Johnson ENT. That's on Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. Type that in. You know what I mean? Follow your boy. Interact with your boy. I talk back, but I might talk some shit. Might hurt your feelings. <laughs> hey, episode 25. Let's get it. All right, you already know how the format of the show go. So, let's just hop right into it. Hmm. Well, well, well. Amazon is pushing. For the legalization of cannabis. Ooh, look at that. Oh, that's, hey man, I know Jeff Bezos said he's trying to go to space, but it makes you think is this nigga already in space? Oh, snaps! Ultimate dad joke! <laughs> Got the ultimate dad joke. You get it, you get it. If you don't, oh well. Bruh. Yeah, man. Amazon trying to push the legalization of cannabis. But they said, we ain't delivering that shit. See, they ain't dumb. They like, yeah, we want to legalize. But we ain't going to support We ain't gonna support it like that. We ain't going to be delivering. You know, we know that's a crime. That's a federal crime. It's like, yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, they like, what they doing is like, people that apply for jobs now in the warehouse or in the office spaces or whatever, they're not going to drug test for weed. Now, if you whipping the whip... And you driving? Now that's a different story. You feel me? They gonna drug test for that. Yeah, and I ain't gonna fall for it. I get it, you know. Some motherfuckers can't really function when they high on weed and shit. I ain't one of them. I'm a high functioning stoner. But there's a lot of motherfuckers out there. Once they hit the weed, they just be Yeah, how do you, how do you say it? Emizon? F bezels? How do how do I even drive anymore? I can't see. You know how these niggas be? Be in a fucking slump. Yeah, man, but like, yeah, I think more jobs need to do this, man. You know the states are legalizing weed. I know it's still a little federal crime and all that. But, I mean, it's getting real relaxed when it comes to the weed, you feel me? And like, for the most part, weed, these, it ain't harming no fucking body, you feel me? If a nigga want to go into his little office job at Amazon and hear a nigga complain about how they motherfucking package didn't come in time, or they got the wrong package... Or how, like, some of the motherfucking Amazon delivery people be not dropping off the right packages. Hey, let the motherfucker be stoned while hearing that nigga complain. 
Might even be better because when you stone, you more likely to have good combos. You might be like, you know what? I'm sorry for Amazon and they fuck up. I got you though. You know what? I'm going to give you a voucher, a coupon for $10 so you can shop anywhere on Amazon and get what you want. That's how a nigga would if he's stoned, you feel me? But this shit helps out a lot, and I think more jobs should go about this. If you drive in the rig or driving stuff, then yes, you most definitely should be tested for weed because you're driving like a vehicle, and the vehicle or anything with wheels, you can end up killing somebody. But all the other stuff is like, why are you drug testing for that? Like, nigga at an office looking at a computer screen for eight hours. Nigga need to be sober to do that? No, what the fuck? What? Shit, dumb as hell. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, Amazon. I see you, man. I see you teetering in line, though. Jeff Bezos, I see you out there. Uh-huh. He was like, yeah, man, this space shit nice, man. I really want to go out there to space. Because I'm mentally in space right now. <laughs> oh, let's get to the next topic. Oh, yes. And we're going to still talk about cannabis. Let's talk about the legal cannabis market. Now, like I said, cannabis is still like a federal crime. You feel me? You know, the feds really still ain't fucking with it. But many of the states are legalizing this. And, like, also I'm saying that is a federal crime because, you know, Joe Biden, he ain't fucking with the legalization of weed, though. He like, man, I, shit, man. I don't fuck with that shit. You feel me? It's like, nigga, shut up. Your old decrepit ass. You feel me? Joe fucking Biden. He be doing a lot of shit. But when it comes to this, I just want him to shut the fuck up. About a whole bunch of other things I want him to shut the fuck up too. But that's all I mean. Federally, these niggas still ain't fuck with the legalization of weed. But let's get to the market though. Because like this drew up a lot of like like questions I have. And a lot of distaste for this market. You know what I mean? So let me hit you with some numbers. You know, I'm a stat nigga. You feel me? So the cannabis market in 2025 will hit 43 billion dollars. Yes, nigga. In 2025, we're in 2021. Four years from now, the market itself going to be 43 billion dollars worth. That is insane. That's crazy. My question is this. And this has been going on for years. All right. What happened to the people, the, the black people? I, you know, minority too, but I'm focused on the black people. What happened to the black people that was in prison for this shit? For many of years. Niggas get in prison. A dime bag. Nigga got five years. An ounce. Nigga get ten years. What about all that shit? What happens to those guys? Do they get compensated? I mean, they are the one that created this, the, the, the market. You feel me, right? Ain't that crazy? It's like black people create a market. And then white folks be like, man, we ain't fucking with that, da-da-da, until they figure out a way to get paid from that market. And that's all that happened. Oh, yeah, I got more stats for you. I have more stats for you. All right. So, you know, y'all want to know how many white owners there are when it comes to these cannabis shops now? Yes, I was surprised, too. 81%. A whopping 81%. That's crazy. 81% of fucking cannabis shop owners are 
white. Crazy, right? Yeah, fucking insane. And I, I knew that shit was going to happen when they start legalizing weed and stuff. I was like, watch. Watch black people ain't going to be, be able to be the owners of the shit. Watch we get pushed out the our own market. Shit fucking whack. Hispanics, 5.7%. Black people, 4.3%. Nigga, we don't even make the percentage of the representation of America we had. We 13%. A representation of America, 4.3% of cannabis shop owners, nigga. That shit is whack, my nigga. It's weak as fuck. And what's weak about this, too, is not only that we're such a low percentage of having ownership of a market that we used to get demonized for, but the repercussions that this shit had on us back in the day, even fucking now, because a lot of people still spending time off these weed drug offenses, and when they went to jail for the first time, then they end up getting other charges, because when you're in jail, you got to do what the fuck you got to do, you feel me, and they come out of jail, and it's like, you know, once you're a convict, you know, shit is hard out there, hard to get a job, there's all types of other stigmas motherfuckers put on you and shit like that, and now, it's like, Motherfuckers had these weed charges 20 years later. Now, white America want to capitalize on it. And now they kind of booting us out and trying to still give us the crumbs of shit. Shit whack, nigga. Shit is whack, man. I'm telling you. Weak as fuck. So, with that being said, more ownership of minorities, but specifically black people. Black people, we need this number way to fuck up. There's no fucking way in dog blue hell that 81% of white motherfuckers should be owning the cannabis industry. And only 4.3% of black people. That don't make no fucking sense. Zero at fucking all. And a lot of these fucking cocksucker owners don't even smoke weed. They ain't even about cannabis like that. The benefits of cannabis have. Help with a lot of benefits. Anxiety. Pain. So you can stop taking them weak-ass painkillers. You feel me? That be fucking up your stomach and your mental. You feel me? Weed helps with that. There's other health benefits too. But I ain't gonna even get in there. I might do that on another uh, show. But I just wanted to touch on this topic because I'm like, I see the projection of the cannabis uh, industry. And I see how... Black people as owners is getting bumped out. But back in the day, we was in this market thriving and they were throwing us in jail and demonizing us for this shit. So with that being said, man, we need more, more ownership, more ownership. You feel me? And like, I'm going to look into taking the steps of seeing how you could become ownership. I know it costs a lot of money. That'd be the thing, too. The initial capital of this shit be fucking bonkers. Fucking crazy. And so it's like, we, like, I, I, in the comments below, talk to me. Hit me up. Let me know. We got to figure this out. Because it's a lot of money being made in this fucking market that put a lot of my black brothers and sisters in fucking jail. And now they still in jail while these motherfuckers are getting rich off this shit. So... We need our share, my niggas. Woo! All right, man. You know how it is, bruh. All right, man.
All right, I know y'all see me keep going on my phone because I got to use my fucking time watch because my other shit broke. So now I got to use my phone for this episode. But hey, man, you already know what time it is. Ooh-wee! It is the sad Sam. segment. Oh, my goodness. And this show right here. Oh, my goodness. You get an air horns? In the class. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man, this is a new show. It's called. Flatbush Misdemeanors on Showtime. Woo! What a great show. All right, man. So, didn't have nothing on Rotten Tomatoes because this is a fairly new show. But IMDb gave it a 6.8. Fuck you, IMDb. Why don't IMDb? Hold on. Poo! Fuck out of here. Fuck them guys. Fuck them stats. You feel me? This came out May 23rd of this year. Hey, I recommend go watch it if you like comedy. If you like... How can I say this? Like regular people comedy where it's like it, it's like the everyday life of just regular motherfuckers. It's like this shit hella funny. So this was created and written by and it stars these niggas too. Kevin Isso and Dan Perman. <laughs> Kudos to y'all. Y'all created an incredible show. It's so funny and it's just showing the everyday life of people that live in Brooklyn. Flatbush, bitch. Man, but yeah, that's basically what the show is. It's two friends, and they work and live and struggle to thrive in Flatbush. And they're just showing everything that they're going through. And like, one dude, he's like a, a teacher. But this nigga's mad timid. He's like, hell, he has anxiety and stuff like that. He like takes Xanax for it and stuff. And he's just very jittery. And it's like, he, uh, he really likes the, uh, I think she's a principal. Yeah, she is the principal. But he likes her. You feel me? And they talking. He be acting like, yo, she really like me. Da, da. And then it was one scene. They was about to have sex, but then he falls asleep. <laughs> that shit sound hella funny saying it out loud, though. Like, watching it, ever I was like, whatever. But saying it out loud. <laughs> Nigga fell asleep on her. She was like. But then it was like, he thinking like, you know, most guys think like. Oh, if I had a chance the first time, then, you know, the next time I'm still going to have a chance to get the puss. Nope. She was like, oh, I had clarity. You know, we was on we was on a pill and all that. And now it's like, good thing we didn't do this. And he was like, fuck, man. This was my chance. See? See, fellas? When she give you the chance, you strike with an iron fist. You feel me? <laughs> all right. The other character... Is uh dude is basically he couch surfing on bruh couch. So the teacher couch. I'll be forgetting these niggas' names. I'm gonna just call it the teacher, the struggling rapper. So the struggling rapper, the struggling artist. No, he's not a rapper, he's an artist. He does paintings and stuff. And his painting is dope, but he's having a hard time getting himself out there. And as an entrepreneur, you know how this fucking struggle is. People are trying to con you out of shit. One episode. He took over a painting, and the lady was like, this is not what I want. And he, he fucking painted exactly what she wanted. But he out of fucking money. He's like, yo, I did all this shit, and now, like, you're not trying to pay me. Like, what's up? I need this money. It was an older white lady. And she was like, I'm not paying you shit. What the fuck? And he was like, so he got con, essentially. Then it's like, this nigga works at this, um, at this food spot or whatever. And like that nigga hates it there. 
But it's like this one dude, the local gangster, local gangster came in there. Actually, what happened was he went to the local gangster house to deliver food. And then this clumsy motherfucker, the fucking artist, knocks over a bottle of fucking uh, a lean, promethazine, the exact fucking terminology for it. Knocks it over, knocks it all over. And that shit's like $300 worth, you feel me? So he was like, oh shit, my bad. And this nigga like, what you mean my bad? What the fuck? How you gonna pay for this? What you gonna do to pay for this? And bro, I don't know. And dude was like, you know what? Now you gonna pay for it? You gonna give us free food. Anytime I come in there, or anytime I want free food, you come delivery. Or if I'm there, you giving me free food. And bro was like, man, I don't know how to do that. He was like, it's either that or your life. What what you think he decided? Yes. Give the nigga free food. Fuck it. <laughs> he was like, yo, I'm about to give you the free food, bruh. Fuck that. I ain't trying to get murked over no fucking uh, $300 worth. Yeah, so he's in cahoots with that. But he's starting to create a bond with this nigga. And this nigga is like literally like the, the local gangster knows some niggas in the art world and shit. And he's seeing bro, art and was like, Yo shit, yo, yo shit kind of dope. So, I think down the line, I, I think it's the fifth episode has been out. I think it might be an ep, eight episode series. And hopefully it come back for a season two. But what I think is going to happen is him and a local gangster, they're going to actually kind of team up. And he's going to help him start selling art and shit. But he, of course, he's going to be his manager. But he probably going to shice them and be like, yo, if I'm your manager, I want 40%. Which is fucking crazy, because managers usually take 20%. If you're a good negotiator, you might get it down to 10%. But for the most part, it's going to be 20 motherfucking percent. So, I think they're going to link up and do that. And then, like, this nigga, the, uh, the local artist, struggling artist, you know, he having women problems. And it's like, bro, the scene that happened with the chick that he was dealing with, it done happened... To all guys that put themselves out there in the dating world. So, essentially, he was messing with this chick. And they've been knowing each other for a cool minute. And, like, she essentially says she doesn't have a problem with this nigga being broke. But, she does have a problem with it. But she broke as hell, too. And she was basically telling him, like, damn, man, you broke, da-da. And he was like, nigga, you broke, too. But she was like, but you look broke. And it's like, what? Motherfucker, what? But she was like, oh, but that's why I like you, though. Because it's like, you don't you don't care. You don't give a fuck. You feel me? So that's one reason why I like you. So, like, you know, uh, this is like episode three. He had her. He was supposed to have her come through to the spot. Because the teacher nigga was going over to the principal house to kick it with her. So, like, he was like, yeah, I'm about to have her come through. Da, da, da. What happened? Hit her up. Canceled on his ass. Nah, I can't. I can't do it tonight. Da da da. We gotta reschedule. It was like, all right, cool. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? But the next thing, this where the problems at. So he uh he bumped in. Who do you, who is he with? It don't matter. He went out. Somebody invited him out. He went out for some drinks and shit. And then he saw her on a date with another nigga. And, like, you know, he went over there, you know, they're doing a little petty shit and stuff like that. And he sit down and talk with her. And he was like, yo, what's up? Like, you you flaked on me and blew me off to go do this. I thought you didn't even like doing shit like this. And she was like, 
she her her exact words was literally sometimes I just want to like get dressed and go out like I like I want to do that and you can't provide that and he was like yo but like he was like I'm trying and like you you made it seem like you don't even want that you don't care about that shit so it's kind of like a lie right there and every man has gone through this being flaked on for the next nigga that probably has some dope. She probably don't like the nigga more or anything like that. She probably like you more. But you just don't have the funds to take her out. And it's like, at the same time, it's like, if y'all both in the same boat and y'all both broke as fuck, maybe y'all should come together. And if y'all do go date night, just, I mean, go Dutch, you feel me? And tell this nigga, if you see him trying to, because this nigga is trying. He's trying to get his art out there and got a job. He's just going through some tough times. It ain't like he a fucking doing bum shit. And you know, like, I don't know, man. I ain't no relationship expert. I have no idea. But I just know I've been in a situation like that. And that shit fucking sucks. Especially when you like, damn, I really don't have the funds to go do this. But I would like to fucking take her out if I had the funds. And it's like, hey, man, see, that's what I'm saying. Real life shit. Y'all go watch the show, man. Y'all go watch the show, bro. I fucks with it. I fucks with this show, bro. You feel me? I'm not going to give you all the tea that I told you. For now on, I don't give you all the tea when it comes to these shows and movies and stuff like that. You just got to go watch it for yourself. But once again, Flatbush Misdemeanors on Showtime. Go check it out. On the comments below, let me know what you think after you check it out. And let me know what your funny moment is of that show. You feel me? Funny moment for me was when bruh, when bruh, when bruh, uh, what you call it? The teacher dude, his mom is dating this black dude. And then the black dude always calling him son. The nigga, the black dude like 50-something. The teacher bruh is like 30-something. And he got this nigga calling him daddy. Calling him daddy, bruh. Fuck out of here, man. Oh, Flatbush Misdemeanors. Y'all go check that out. Oh, my goodness. All right, man. Y'all know what time it is. Oh, you know. Y'all out there say it with me. It's meantime. time. Woo! Yeah. You know how I love my memes. Let's get straight into it. Oh, snaps. This is like a uh, subway in New York City, though. Alright, for my potters out there. So at the top, you got a white lady, she pregnant, on her stomach. And at the bottom, you got a black dude, he chilling, sitting down, you feel me? And like it reads Sir, can I sit down? I'm pregnant. Him. Hell no. Next time, fuck someone who has a car. <laughs> oh my god. What? Chivalry, maybe is dead. I said maybe because it's still out there. It's just you got you ladies got to search for it. You got to peel through some layers of some shit to find that find that nigga chivalry. <laughs> oh man, that's rude. Oh man, yeah. But look at bro, who's struggling more, him as a black man or her as a white pregnant woman? Think about it. Who deserved a seat more? I'm going to let y'all ponder on that. <laughs>
Oh, snaps. All right. My potters out there got the cartoon. So I got this dude driving. He got this chick in the passenger, right? The top and then at the bottom, it got, you know, him driving and she out the car. But it reads at the top first. says, want to listen to future? Question mark. That's what he said. And she says, no, I don't really like his music. And then at the bottom, got him driving off, and she out the car, outside, kicked out. <laughs> Toxicity at its finest. Woo! Damn, what a toxic moment. All right, bro. All right, man. I know a lot of y'all be feeling like this out here, because I'll be feeling the same fucking way, all right? So it reads, Tired of my landlord depending on my rent. Got the face going up in the air. I'm like, nigga, get a job. <laughs> then it says, in smaller font, nigga must be broke, asking me for money. <laughs> landlord asking me for money, bruh. It's so funny. This shit is so funny in many ways. It's like, nigga, that's what he is. He's doing his job, by the way, asking you for rent. But at the same time, you really think like, shut your broke ass up. He asking me for rent. Go do something out there. Leave me the fuck alone. But this shit hella funny, man. Nigga. <laughs> Go get a job. Nigga is doing his job. That's the job as a landlord. To collect rent from you motherfuckers. <laughs> And me as a tenant, I feel this all the way. Quit bugging me about rent, motherfucker. Go get a job. See the see the cycle? It's fucked up. I know. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah! Episode 25. Hey, y'all give yourself a hand out there. Hey, man. I love that y'all been commenting. You feel me? Lastly, thank you for the comment. Kiwi been always commenting. Appreciate you, brother. D-Bake out there. You keep commenting. I fucks with it. I love y'all, man. Fuck with it. More comments, y'all. I need more comments, more engagement. Let's get this shit rolling. Hit me with topics. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk to y'all. I'm ready to get this shit out there. We need to get the knowledge out there. You feel me? Once again, though, episode 25. This is The Gap. I'm Kamal. Man, you know, my tubers out there, bro. Like, share, comment, subscribe, and push that notification bell. And for my potters out there, leave your boy a review, subscribe. All you got to do is type in the gab on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, where the fuck you hear your podcast platforms. You know what I mean? Just type that in and your boy pop up. Oh, man. On that note, though, I'm out of here. Peace. Jeff Bezos, this nigga already in space. This was the game.